Welcome to Protect Our Past, home to many of us who are focused on saving what we all love about the Gape, those charming historic houses that are lining the streetscapes, especially in Provincetown. What a great example that town is of that. And they're closely knit, and they just have charm and appeal, and people come, thousands of people come to witness that here in Provincetown, but all around the Cape. And I am Ellen Briggs, founder and president of Protect Our Past, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Holden. Hey, Matt. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Um, Happy New Year again. Oh, yeah? We're still saying that? Okay. It's not the end of January. Oh, right. Quite okay. Yet. So we can uh, say Happy it. President's Day? Oh, is that coming up? Happy Arbor Day? How about Valentine's Day? No, that's uh, next show. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, Matt, let's guess. Well, <laughs> We have a continuation of our guest from our previous program, Chris Nagel. Chris, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. We were having so much fun, we decided to have you back. So We had a great conversation it really last was. week, and if you haven't listened yet, so what are go we, back El- and listen. Yeah. So, Ellen, what are we talking about? What's going to be the, oh, the, the hot, focus of uh, today's show? It's a hot topic that we just touched on last week when he was on. Salvage centers. Mm. There is a real need for a salvage center on Cape Cod. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to really dig into that with Chris, who is a not just a realtor. He's a restoration and art aficionado. <laughs> he's um, he's an art. Well, he's studied architecture at quite length. So he has a real understanding of the materials that we find in historic houses, either that we're used to build it or what was used inside so i'm also a hoarder of oh and he's a hoarder <laughs> architectural uh, antiques yes uh-huh. yeah i don't yeah. let many people into my storage space yes i've well, seen some of it well it's an interesting concept i mean my first interaction with the salvage facility was the one in new bedford oh, which i think at yeah. the time yeah. like set the world record for the most claw tubs under one roof or something yes. and you would always go there and the place was so big and i'd always for some reason would go in the winter time and it was cold and someone said if you go there uh plan on spending a lot of time there bring a flashlight because it's dark and bring your spacesuit because it's cold mm-hmm. so but yeah, it, was, have... it was amazing what you could find in that place our bed is from there we found a fabulous historic four-poster bed yeah, yeah so, there is a need. There is a need. Yes. So let's start exploring the options of how Protect Our Past could move toward in that direction. Mm-hmm. What would be your initial recommendation? Uh, well, we need space. I mean, if this, things are going to start pouring in, that is one component of it. I think we have talked a little bit about what that space looks like and what works for us now, Um, whether that has a storefront of sorts um, or if it is just a storage space and our networking puts us in touch with each other about what we might need. Um, There's a salvage place up in New Hampshire that photographs everything they get in. I mean, I think the success of What I've learned, and even with the closing of New Bedford, even what I'm seeing in New Hampshire, even seeing restoration resources in Boston or Old Bostonian, 
which now focus primarily on doors, is that it's impossible to gather everything, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to focus on the components and also the ones that can get incorporated into a house that have, you can get the most feeling. And in my opinion, like a great newel post. Um, there are just certain things in the house where, um, and those are the things worth saving. I just did a, uh, I had a design job in Boston and Winchester. There were probably 80 historic doors, but that's a tough sell. But, but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but aren't doors kind of easy? Because I'm, I'm thinking about this in terms of things that are sort of modular, um, things that people can realize immediate value. And that is, you know, I'm less interested in trying to incorporate a staircase or something big, right? But maybe it's a mantle, maybe it is doors, maybe it's bullseye more uh, molding, etc. Something that can be incorporated fairly quickly without a lot of heavy lifting in the way of engineering and blueprinting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think so. I think it's just a matter of doing it and seeing what the demand is. Um, there's, I think you have to have a contractor that's willing to say, change the swing of a door. Um, there's paint stripping that can be involved. I mean, there's uh, there's definitely work to be done, but the materials that we pull out of these places are so beautifully made. Mm -hmm. And you see and touch and feel these things. They give an entire feel to a space, even in a case where it's either a full renovation or a restoration or something new. I mean, you could just do old doors or... You could reuse a mantle or a newel post like that and really bring some soul into the house. Ah, Soul. That's your word, Ellen. That's the magic word. You're, you nailed it. Thank you for that. Um, in our house, we have a mantelpiece. Our house is built in 1948-49. It's not historic. Well, it's almost historic by, I guess it is now, by um, 75 years. We do the math. But um, the mantelpiece was, is a, I don't know where it came from, but it's clearly from another older house. And it's just, everybody walks in and says, oh, I love your mantelpiece. I don't know what it is about it. It's the wood. It's the design. It's just obviously not brand new. And that's a great place to reuse. I mean, you go into any room and your eye will go to the fireplace mantel. Just will. And a newel post. There are certain places where that can, you know, create the the soul. All right. So let's get to the practical side of this. Mm -hmm. um, Protect Our Past does not have a building. If someone wants to gift us a building on a site, boy, we'd be like right there, ready to put together a salvage center. Uh, but we don't have one now. So. Um, Let's let's talk about the networking side. At some point, someone, maybe it was you, who suggested that, well, let's just connect people. So you have something that I want, whether it's just wood from a siding of a barn that's no longer that I could use for something, a project I'm working on. I can connect with you and say, I would like to have that wood. Um, and then you and I work out a deal, and then we're just networked, and we figure it out. And there's no financial or business plan 
the Protect Our Pass is put together, it, we've just set up a network. Maybe we get 10% or something in order to support the network. But what do you think of that idea as initial launch of this? I think it's a great idea because you're not committing yet to a building if we find, I mean, we just have to measure the supply and demand, right? So I think it is a matter of capturing the items, photographing them and sharing them. And you're right, just putting each us in touch with each other as we find these things. Right. And speaking of outreach, mm -hmm. Alan, this is probably a good time for people to, uh, or for us to remind folks, OMR listeners, where they can get more information, how they can contact us. I actually have an email address now that I'd like to share with folks. It's mholden at protectourpast.org. And Ellen, where can people contact well, you? Well, let's back up. M, and the last name is H-O-L-D-E. N is in Nancy. Oh, M what did Holden. I say? Well, you said Holden, but it's not. <laughs> I just like to spell things for people. Of course. Yeah. yeah. N Holden at protectourpast.org. I'm Ellen at protectourpast.org. You know, we'd love to hear from folks on your ideas because I, you know we realize and respect that you know an army marches on its stomach and there's a lot of moving parts with managing uh, you know a salvage facility that is geared around you know restorate repurposed. Uh, materials. So, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from people about this idea. I don't know if we're going to get into claw tubs or anything like that. That's, that's, yeah. that's a I mean, big I endeavor. It's, but it's a matter of working as a group and deciding what there is demand for because you don't right. want to become sort of, I'd say, a dumping ground of things that aren't going to turn over. It's, that's, I'm speaking practically. We don't want to be gathering every last thing. So I think it's a matter of yes, contact, and then there can be a discussion as to whether or not. Right, uh, we don't uh, want to be 800 got junk. <laughs> right? No, we don't. Because be careful what you wish <laughs> no, for. Yeah. No, 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 Unless no. they're tossing around. Oh, good no posts, yeah. But we're talking about Cape Wide, mm -hmm. right? Right, so that um, that's something we can look into. I don't know what the logistics on the internet are for that or where we do it whether it's a facebook page or what do you and think? maybe it's something I, I i don't know we haven't talked at length about it but that is on the website um so that they are people come to the website for that and right. other reasons right. and but, it's a matter of photos i don't mean to belittle that the work that's involved there will be some but if it is truly photos maybe a couple measurements and just someone's contact info that's a good simple place to start i would and say and then it, they can work things out yeah. just like you're going yeah. to ebay to buy something you, you right. check it out um and and we're also including as i said siding or um you know i know we we know of a house in chatham that's going to be torn down soon raised, we're waiting raised gutted what is your phrase uh, about raised? Do you have uh, restored, not raised? Yeah, mm. restored, no raised. So we're just keeping our eye on that because what's mm -hmm. going to happen to all that beautiful wood? And I have wood in my garage. I have wood in my basement. I know lots of people have lots of wood stored because we just can't get. It's just too. 
It's there's, too valuable. Wouldn't you? How would you describe oh, yeah. the value of and it? And there Chris? is a strong demand for wood. I mean, you look at Stonewood in Harwich; they've started to deal in mm-hmm. um, salvaged yep. wood. You look at Katomet Sawmill; that's been around for I don't know thirty years, and they're sawing up um, heart pine beams and selling it for flooring. There's a guy in Middleborough; that's all he does is deal in Reper- wide yep. mm-hmm. um, wow. sheathing. And he can talk to you about what shade of color you want. You know, you go all the way from the inside of the board that may have an amber tone to a very gray tone on the outside. So, so it seems to wood, me we should a have demand. a directory where people can find things or take things for now. Sure. Until we develop this. Maybe you could help us with that. Sure. Because, um, I mean, at some point people are going to say, I can't keep it in my garage anymore, but someone or... I don't know. It's no, overwhelming it's, to me. And it's way. multifaceted because if we can just build the interest in these things, does it really – yes, ideally we're keeping it Cape-wide. But the idea of someone, if they go up to Boston um, or this place in New Hampshire and buy an old Newelpost, great. The Newelpost right. found a home. I, I just feel – yeah, yeah. it's multifaceted. So it's, it's not win-win. all about protect our past and has having another – project or we have a lot going on we We have a lot in flight right now we do it's about finding solutions for everyone out there who's listening or knows someone who has the wonderful historic and we need to bring in builders as we talked about a little bit before the show is just um that know there's quality materials and uh care enough to allow those to be stripped and reused and yeah. also reincorporated into spaces. So, so the 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 magic syllable is re restore, re, re. retrofit, refit, re re re. Yeah. yeah. Well, and let's look at it from say the consumer side of it is you know the consumer today that's interested in you know architectural restoration is they want choice, they want convenience, they want time to value, and I know personally from experience in having. Um, taken down a barn, a tobacco barn, uh, three winters ago uh, down in Southern Maryland is that uh, I got off easy the first time because I basically selectively plucked things that I wanted out of the salvage pile of the barn. There was a second barn and the owner said, okay, this time you got to take it all. You can't just be selective. Mm -hmm. So, And I had another opportunity with the barn in Southern New Hampshire where the owner said, have at it, but you own it and you got to cart everything. You can't right. just take the choice pieces of timbers, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and I think that we have to be um, prepared for people to say, hey, I've got a whole, I've got a couple pallets of, you know, old wood here, but you got to come get it in the next 48 hours. So we have to be lithe on our feet. We have to be responsive and, you know, but we'll have to figure it out as we go. Well, we want to reach out to everybody who's listening to help us, right? Mm-hmm. We, You all may have some ideas of solutions. This is not a new subject for the Cape. Um, but everywhere I turn, everybody says, we need a salvage center. So we need helping hands. Help, you know, We need to hear from your mind. We need physical solutions. It's We need to hear from you. Again, mholden, H-O-L-D-E-N, at 
protectourpath.org. We're not going to reveal addresses because, Ellen, you'll have a lot of stuff in your driveway uh, by the end of the week. <laughs> How about yours? <laughs> no, you already have a lot of stuff. I already know I'm gonna, uh, what I'm going to drop in your driveway. I know what I want from you, and you know what I want from you. But it's about trading. It's about yes. finding each other's needs and 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 helping each other. And so please let us know what's on your mind, Ellen at protectourpast.org. And don't forget to go to our website. We're working on other solutions. We had a fabulous meeting yesterday about the pattern book, which we're working on. Wait till you see that. And you're going to be able to learn everything you need to know about what's historic in your house from this book. Uh, we have Face- Facebook. We, we ha- oh, we're on Facebook, Protect Our Past USA. Have to go USA or you end up in lovely Ireland, which might be a little chilly right now. Mm-hmm. Instagram and in- the YouTube channel. Instagram is Protect Our Past, YouTube, Protect Our Past, and definitely go to, uh, if you go to our website, protectourpast.org, and click on watch, you can see all our films and our, our uh, pop reels, which are the shorts. Uh, a lot going on there, but we are working on solutions on how to help everyone restore or certainly to save historic houses on the Cape. We don't want to lose that patina that the Cape has. And these new houses just ain't got it. Right, Chris? No, they don't. They can have more of it if we're reusing. Yes. I mean, really can. Perfectly Um, said. And in extensive renovations, it doesn't have to be new. It can be um, old. It can be reincorporated. Well, you, um, you've talked in the past about how people come and they want to buy an historic house. But what they're looking for is more light and a modern lifestyle. And I've seen many houses that have incorporated that, not lost the, the charm of that historic house. You want to speak to that for a minute? Um, I doing design work. I feel very strongly that that can be done. It's not always uh, just an absolute perfect restoration to its original home. It has to accommodate how we want to live in it, mm-hmm. and there are just ways to do that. I mean, oftentimes I find in my design projects um, to bring in more light. I'm just care, and if people really want a lot of light, I'm just careful not to do it on the facade. You don't throw a slider or French doors necessarily in the facade. There are ways to do it out the back. And if you're going to tell me you're going to save three of the four sides and really blast the back out with glass to bring in light, I understand that. Yeah. I really love light as well. There are ways to do it. I don't like putting skylights on the roof pitch that's visible. You know, just. Be sensitive to what the house, its curb appeal, and um, its historic context. And I also think there are ways, if you're changing the layout, you know, everybody likes a much more open floor plan. There are ways to leave the returns in an opening. You know, I know that the old homes just had all these single doors, but you can open it up to a six-foot opening with a header. You know, you can reuse trim or you can, there's a place in Boston, Anderson McQuaid, that has basically all its, you know, recut um, with blades mimicking old trim. You can do this um, and you can still imply that it's a separate room, but really have it open and flow. I mean, I just did a job at 11 Johnson Street here in town. We opened the whole thing, but we were really careful about just... Um, reproducing 
that trim, and it still feels like an old home. So, tell that us. That was go- powerful. What you just said, yes. by the way. Yes. What did I just say? I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot to remember. But you're talking about telescoping, which is what they always did in the past, which they, they the, the core front part of the house, and they had some kids, so they had to add another section behind it and then another one behind that. And there are ways to, as you say, to keep three sides, keep the original charm yeah. of that house, and get what you need the old timers knew not to challenge the original i mean drive up and down 6a with houses that are beautifully um restored maintained if you drove around the back or you're invited around the back a lot of these homes have a lot of glass and a lot of light they bring in but the old timers knew not to put a larger part onto the house and not challenge the spirit of the house and the the intention of the house and they knew how to do dormers i mean you drive up and i was obsessed with dormers and what was right and what was didn't look right and i finally figured out without being taught that a dormer like a shed dormer is half the pitch somehow the old timers knew to do half the pitch of the roof system they didn't exceed half and if i bet you if you were to look at a dormer a shed style dormer and it doesn't look right, I'm going to guess it's beyond that midpoint. So I just think there are certain rules, again, back to your pattern book, um, back, to, back to talking to people that have done a lot of work on old homes, doesn't have to be me, but um, people that have those reference right. points. And Ellen, I think it goes back to what we discussed in the first show, right, is um, education, enlightenment, um, you know, and it's our job to alert, motivate, and support people that are interested in this. And and as you've heard me say this a lot, is we want people to have their own antiques roadshow moment. People don't go on that program unless they think they have something of value and they want to know what the price is or what the value of it is, right? And so it's our job to take people from not knowing what they don't know about the importance of architectural restoration is to get them to know what they don't know. Yeah, and and to maintain the soul of the house which attracted them to the house in the first place it is indeed and sometimes a lot of us don't necessarily know how to articulate that it is a feeling and people just get that feeling you push anyone on the house they settled in on buying and they did just get a feeling about it yeah even if they were seeing through what changes to make so i think that um it's all about collective soul it is. Not the band. <laughs> well, and it helps to know people like you, Chris. It's so nice to know that there are people like you on the Cape, and and they're you know you weren't the only one. But it's just a reminder for all the listeners that there are architects, there are realtors, which you are basically both, uh, restoration specialists who have a passion and a love for the Cape, who mm-hmm. can wade through what people are seeing and give them some good direction and have a compromise that works. Yeah, I both. I just feel responsible. Like I feel like we should all be responsible to the history and therefore acting accordingly. We It's not about us. It's not just about us. It is about the people that built the house. I mean, when I've did my first project was an 1819 federal style home in Barnstable Village. I went to the registry. I just had so much fun digging into who built it. And 
maybe because my family's scattered all over the place and I don't have a strong sense of ancestry, I just really felt that much of a connection to the actual house and the former residents and the choices they made and the builder and the stories that are behind the walls and the materials. It's just we are responsible. We are a, we are a phase in the life of the house. It's not the other well, way around. Well said. We, have, we are not really the owners. We're the caretakers. We're the stewards. Because they yes. were here before, and it's going to be here after. Ellen, I hate to break oh, up the party here, but our darn. time is getting small. Is there anything we want to cover before we sign off? Well, we are just uh, let people know What about know our five hundred one c three? Do we want to remind oh, people about that? Oh, we are five hundred one c three, and we certainly accept any gifts that anybody wants to give us. But I want to remind people where they can find Chris. He's just amazing. Let's see. It was Chris Stroming. Nagel. <laughs> Chris Nagel at Mac.com, right? <laughs> Strolling yeah, slowly up streets looking at houses. Yes, yeah. Chris Nagel at Mac.com is yes. my email. If there's any so. hay mail, just redirect it to us. But no one emails us, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you will email us with your ideas. And we le- we need ideas for future shows. Let us know. Mm-hmm. M. Holden at protectourpast.org or me, Ellen at protectourpast.org. But please go to our site. Get involved. See what Love to hear from you. everybody. We love hearing from everyone. Right. Ellen, Absolutely. is your job with the, uh, your, your task with the quote now? Is it my turn? Or is, John- it, is it time for a new quote? No, I with really new- like this one. Oh, you one, do? Okay. Think, but if you want to bring a new one in, I'm open. I mean, I, you know, let's let's look at that. But for now, let's do John's. That's fine. John's song. Okay. So, in the end, a society will be defined not only by what it created, but for what it refused to destroy. Think about it. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.